Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. We're live. We're in color. We're all over the place. And i uh, got to make a correction on the introduction because temporarily, my normal cyber expert and under mystery shopping report is in new york with my grandson this weekend and his younger brother josh is with us sitting in stew's chair and uh he will be handling the function and i appreciate very much josh joining us so uh we've got the whole team here we got rick kearney that you heard about and uh if you have any kind of a maintenance or repair question he's the guy to go to uh, we've got nancy stewart my co-host you ladies out there in the audience, um, you don't see uh, women uh, involved in the auto industry as much as they should be, or for that matter, any of the important industries, uh, especially automobiles, and uh, uh, there are uh, not too many uh, in the manufacturer side, although we have Mary Barra, uh, CEO of General Motors, which is a rare exception. And in the retail, they're practically non-existent. Uh, you walk into a car dealership, you'll see very, very few women, especially on the sales floor and even more especially in management positions. So Nancy Stewart is here as a female advocate uh, bringing equality uh, to our industry. And she's done a great job on this show because we're just about at parity now with lady callers and we encourage them. And in a minute, Nancy Stewart will tell you exactly what, uh, uh, what you can do if you're a first-time female listener to this show that you're going to really like, and I'll save the surprise for her. Just one thing I want to say before we get into the meat of what we do here, which is answer your questions and uh, reply to your comments and listen to your advice. It's a live radio, very exciting. Um, I just want to mention that uh, the auto industry, I've been around a long time. The good good thing about being an old guy is that you're, you've been on the planet for a long time. You see a lot of stuff, and if you can remember it. So with my uh, over half a century in the retail automobile business, I've never seen a time like we are going through today. Uh, and I'm talking about COVID and pandemic and the whole nine yards with the economy. Um, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like this. And I've never seen the volatility in the car market like we have today. It, it had volatility before, but this is far more extreme. And uh, we see it on the stock market. We see it in the car market. Uh, Listen carefully today, and please give us your input today, because the cost of cars is skyrocketing, new and used. And the good news is your trade-in is worth more than it's ever been. It didn't depreciate in the last year. It appreciated. This just doesn't happen, but it has happened. And so for a limited period of time, uh, your uh, used car that you're driving is worth a lot more than you realize it's worth. On the bad side, there's a shortage of new cars. So... 
it's an important show, and it will be until things calm down a little bit. What we do is far more important. If you walk in ill-equipped into a car dealership today, uh, may the good Lord be with you. That's all I can say because it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be pretty unless you're informed. So, with that said, I wanted to let you know that we are available on all channels here. Regular telephones eight seven seven. 960-9960. That's a good old-fashioned telephone. We prioritize your calls on that phone because we'd like to hear your voice. It's, a, it's more personal. And uh, we, we have a lot of regular callers that we love to hear from. We want some new regular callers or new first-time callers. And that number is 877-960-9960. Even if you don't have a question now and you can write if you're not driving or something, write the number down. 877-960-9960. We have a text number that you can text us. We get a lot of text. Nice thing about text is maybe they're not as personal, but we can archive them during the morning, and we get to it when we can. Yeah, we have a priority on a, a regular audio call. Then we'll drop back when there's not an audio call to a text call, and that text number is 772 Four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and surprise, surprise, surprise! The most amazing number—number, it's not a number; it's a URL. Uh, it's a a, we a website, youranonymousfeedback.com. That's our website, and we go through a company called uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot the name of the company. Incognito. Incognito, spelled differently, right? Incognito, N-E-A-T-O. Yeah, .com, incognito.com. See, the, he, he's also our cyber expert. Josh. And my memory, he's, Josh I have Google, I have Josh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I'm here to help. And, and Incognito <laughs> does Adobe and that Amazon goodness. and a lot of blue chip companies for people that want to speak anonymously. I mean, what a great thing to be able to do. Uh, it's, uh, you have anonymous uh, pipelines to the police department. You have anonymous pipelines to the media. You have a whistleblower uh, way to uh, report corporations. People don't like to be exposed to the pressure and heat when you tell the truth in public. It's a shame. I wish it could be the other way. And a lot of people tell me I would never want to be anonymous. I'm going to stand up. Well, good for you. But there's some people out there that are not that way. A surprising number of people like to communicate with us uh, anonymously. And if you want to, you're anonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R-A-O-N-N-Y-M-O-U-S, anonymousfeedback.com. And we get a huge amount of input there. We love it. And it's surprisingly civil. I mean, very rarely do we have to edit anything. We only do the really, really dirty stuff or <laughs> profane or vulgar or whatever, but we still get the message across. And uh, that's the story, and that's where we are, and that's what we do. Um, I, I, I always give Rick Kearney an extra plug because don't get the idea this is all about how to buy a car without being ripped off by your car dealer. It's a big part of the show. Mystery Shopping Board, a very big part of the show. But Rick, Rick is the expert on everything else, and you get your car repaired and maintained a lot more often. Uh, Nancy Stewart had her hand up, and I'd like her to uh, kick off her mission in life and tell people, especially our female audience, why they should call the show today. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Can you feel the recovering car dealer's energy? 
<laughs> it is contagious. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you enough. You are an important part of the show. We love your company. So join us this morning because you're going to find something very unusual here with our show. It's called Transparency. And it's called not cutting you off if you're to give a call and we don't like what we hear. We want to hear from everyone. Your opinion is very important to us. And how your sales lease service went this week. Ladies, I have something special for you. The first two new lady callers, please give us a call because you can win yourself $50 this morning. It's uh, our way of just thanking you uh, because you're an important part of the show and you are helping all of us build this platform for the ladies. I do have to ask you, uh, did you go into the dealership this past week and uh, the, the uh, salesperson said to you, oh, we no longer have that car that was advertised, but we can put you into, well, something else. Please give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymous feedback dot com now back to the recovering car dealer well thank you very much uh, you know well i i know i get redundant about the mystery shopping report uh but people who have never tuned in and hopefully we have a few of those every week but uh if you haven't listened to the show before there's nothing on the air or anywhere and by the way we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on youtube uh i forgot to mention rick gurney monitors youtube and you can go right to Rick with your questions on your car, but you can go anywhere. Text, phone call, they all get to Rick. Rick gets them directly on YouTube. And Stu, uh, Stu, Stu. He uh, <laughs> looks just like Stu, as a matter of fact, just more handsome. Josh. We are related. <laughs> uh, Josh is monitoring our Facebook. So uh, we're all over the place. Uh, Mystery Shopping Report is uh, unprecedented. It's, the closest thing I can think of it would be Mike Wallace when he used to be on 60 Minutes. You know, the ambush of the CEO. He comes walking to his office and there's Mike with his mic. Mike with his mic. <laughs> and you see this look on the CEO's face and they say, what am I going to do now? They can put a bag over their head, they can run, but that's on TV. Or they can talk to Mike. And believe me, Mike always comes out on top. Our mystery shopper always comes out on top. We go in undercover uh, we have a male and a female. Uh, we have Agent Lightning. We have Agent Thunder. And they go in to pretend to buy or lease a car. Sometimes they go in with their mother or with their husband or their wife or their kids. I mean, it is really, really undercover. And uh, they report everything. They tell it like it is. They name names. We name dealerships. If they do something illegal, we say, hey, you broke the law. If they do something that's immoral, we say that. Unethical, a whole lot of unethical. We talk about that. And then we score them, we uh, get them on the curve, because if we went strictly by the rules, everybody would fail, and there'd be no place to buy a car. So uh, we go from an A to an F. If you've got an F, uh, you're, on the, you're not recommended. If you're on the other list, we have a score. And uh, we give you a C minus, a C plus, a D minus, a D plus. And you can go to our list on earloncars.com and go to the uh, mystery shopping reports, and you can go to our recommended list, and you can go to the do not buy from this dealer list. I think we have seven or eight dealers on the do not buy Fs. 
And that's not, that's not very many because we do hundreds and hundreds of these reports. So Absolutely. That, that sums it up. And uh, how about, the, we got any messages or texts? Uh, we do. We have a phone call. So before we get to the important introduction with Josh and the Mystery Shopping Report, uh, I want to welcome Jean, who is a first-time female caller. Mm. Good morning, Jean. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I really enjoy your show. I learned so much. Oh, thank you very much, Jean. Um, as a first-time yeah. caller, you win yourself $50 this morning. Great. Good deal. Yeah, I had a question about auto brokers. I know some people have been using them. Um, some charge as much as $500. Some say they don't charge anything. Um, what's your take on that, and how exactly would they get paid from a dealership if they are? Jane, um, they are, auto brokers are a thing of the 20th century. They're still here. But what we have that is much better than an auto broker today are some of the reputable third-party sources of getting good prices on cars, Costco being one, true car, and of course they have intermediaries. You can use your uh, USA a insurance, you can use your consumer reports, uh, there are a number of others. Uh, auto brokers uh, are individuals, uh, knowledgeable in the car business, but also very friendly with the car dealers, and uh, their loyalty is questionable. Now if you get a good broker, uh, true brew, uh, He's, uh, he's all transparent and honest, and I know some people who have those. Uh, he will charge a fee, but you don't know what the fee is. He can say there's no fee, and maybe he's telling you the truth, but how does he make a living? Uh, I question auto brokers saying they don't get anything. They might mean that the dealer's paying him, but you're paying it indirectly if the dealer's paying him because he passes the cost of the broker along to you. Brokerage fees, this is where it gets so dangerous. Uh, a, a fair brokerage fee, would, you mentioned $500. That's fair. Uh, to get a good deal on a car, that's very fair. But I paid brokers, Josh, what would you say, 1000 2000 5000 uh, It doesn't get that high, but they, yeah. sometimes they creep up to 1000 or more. 1000 or more. So mm -hmm. uh, what happens is a broker goes to a dealer, say, I have a customer. He'll buy that car right there, and uh, I want $1,000. And so... The salesman or the dealer says, thank you. I give me the name and information. And when they deliver the car, uh, they get the $1,000. Now, how did, they get, how did the dealer afford to pay $1,000? He raised the price of the car to you. So that's what you have to watch out for. Uh, Gene, that's a long answer to a short question. I hope I didn't uh, go on and on well, too much. Yeah, and, and just one other thing. I think a lot of people, not only for that aspect of actually broking the deal, but actually that is the problem for a lot of people going into a dealership trying to broker a deal not knowing all the options not knowing what even what kind of car they want yes and so i can see that you know it's a help for somebody who's not really versed in the car business or uh, my husband and i bought many 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 cars and some of the uh, dealers we've gone to it just it's just excruciating yeah. experience so you know I, I i can see two things there you know doing doing a lot of that legwork for, i mean you need to know what car you want, of course. Sure. But then doing the legwork after that to make sure you're getting a fair deal. Yeah. So one way to keep a broker honest is to shop yourself and you know in third party, and if the broker gets you a better deal than you could get on True Car, or from Consumer Reports or from Costco, then it's a heck of a deal. But yeah, uh, and some people are just so happy with a the broker. Yeah. So they're a help basically. Sure. You know, you have to still do your homework. Yes. But, you know, for those people who don't like to go into dealerships, 
to do that, to do the deal and all that, you know, it could be an option. Exactly. Gene, uh, you yeah. sound like a, a very educated uh, consumer, and uh, one thing you pointed out is knowing what you want um, and uh, uh, staying with, you know, that decision because, uh, well, uh, you uh, you shared a lot of information with us this morning, and it sounds, as I said, rather than uh, be repetitive, um, just want to let you know that you're definitely an educated consumer, and uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I hope we okay. answered your question. Another first-time yes, caller. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank Enjoyed you. It. You're welcome, Jane. Uh, look forward to your email. Uh, whenever you send your information to my email address. Have a great right. weekend. I will. Welcome to okay, the family. Yes. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, sweet. Welcome to the family. Yeah, Thanks, maybe Jean. we should have asked her to uh, consider joining the vigilantes. Uh, when, when, we, when we send her the $50 check, let's, uh, she sounded knowledgeable that we should interview her. Very much so. Yeah. I'll put a personal invitation in that email yeah. when I reply. Yeah, for you, uh, for you folks that don't know about the vigilantes, uh, we have a hat for you, and we're recruiting vigilantes all over the, I started to say world, but the USA. And these are people that assist others, mm -hmm. and they can replace an auto broker that, as you heard in Gene's question, can be a, a problem, but sometimes they're okay. So if you're, if you're very knowledgeable, and I think Gene may be, and if you're still listening, Gene, uh, We'll talk about this uh, Absolutely. later when we get you your $50 first-time female caller. Arming yourself with knowledge is uh, a pretty powerful tool. Mm -hmm. And uh, the vigilantes uh, that are all mentioned, uh, you just don't have to take a, uh, an engine apart. Uh, you know, you, can, you are a qualified uh, vigilante, and you can help your community and the people in it that are being taken advantage of. So keep that in mind. Yeah, if you, you can go to car, Earl on cars. If you bought a car on Costco or True Car in one of those ways, you're qualified to be a vigilante because if you can show uh, a, per, um, uh, um, a damsel in distress or a man in distress getting taken advantage of how to buy a car online properly, uh, you've done your job as a vigilante. Rick? And I don't mean to sound sexist with this, but a female vigilante would be a true danger to a dealership because most of those salespeople are not going to expect her to come in with some of the weapons that a true vigilante would have. Well, a good vigilante doesn't even Great go point. in with the, with the person because they they do the whole thing online. True. Yeah, yeah. and I, th I think uh, Gene mentioned if you pick the exact car you want, then that's half the battle. Then all you have to do is shop and compare a price. So. How are we doing on uh, text or whatever over there, Josh? I got a text here I'd like to read. Yeah. Um, this is from Anne Marie. I understand she might be the, uh, the sends the inaugural text every, every Saturday. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it reads, good morning. Alabama's Talladega Super Speedway announced a new incentive to overcome vaccine hesitancy. Track time today, May 15th. I'm reading a PSA, but I love it. Um, <laughs> today, May 15th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, drivers who get the vaccine and or a COVID test also get track time. No registration is required for those looking for vaccinations. Licensed drivers must be 19 or older, must be in cars registered in their name, have insurance, and must sign a, a consent waiver for the track. Licensed drivers 16 to 18 must have a parent or legal guardian with them. Um, drivers will have the opportunity to drive two laps on the famed NASCAR 
2.66 mile track behind a pace car going highway speed and experienced a 33 <laughs> degree banking in their own cars. I imagine they'll probably feel like they're about to roll over. Uh, I wonder if anybody's going to try to pass the pace car. <laughs> I think you would probably try that. So <laughs> they've been pre-warned. Uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> well, how long? Uh, what's, how long? What's the flight time to Talladega? Well, well Anne, you know, Anne Marie, nice. if you're listening as usual, that's you're a great text because what a cool thing! You're you're aiming at the folks that we need to aim at that have not been vaccinated. There are a lot of people out there, and a lot of them are younger, and they feel invulnerable. And it's not like they say, I'm not going to get vaccinated. They just say, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's a motivation. It would motivate yeah, Rick or any of us. Who wouldn't want to drive around a test track behind the uh, pace car? Are I mean, you kidding? That's, yeah. that's one of the most famous super speedways yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Ricky Bobby uh, he raced there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yep. That, they filmed a lot of that show, that movie right at that track. It was great. Oh, Fantastic. Oh. Yeah, quite an experience that would be. Well, I you. would love to do that drive. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing experience. I'm not bragging or anything, but when I lived in Pittsburgh, I did that, and I was invited, and it was well exciting energizing and it was just an amazing experience and it was seemed like a million years ago but i still remember that thrill of the speed mm -hmm. now i had an ex <laughs> i got to experience uh driving with a professional race car driver That's in las right. vegas yeah um, at a toyota event and <gasps> even though we weren't doing crazy high you know nascar speeds but being on those bank turns, yeah. it's, it's quite... How fast, how fast did you go? Uh, I think they took it about to 100, 110. Oh. Yeah. yeah, at oh. least. You knew oh. you were going... Whoosh, your, mm -hmm. your face oh, was man, just... that'd be scary. It gets your heart going, for sure. But you feel good on the slam because you feel pretty... Oh, no, it, yeah, you're on that like, yeah. you know, 33 degree angle. It feels like you're at a 45 degree angle and about to roll over. Yeah. <laughs> when the car starts shaking... <laughs> you feel like you, you don't knew, want to slow down. You knew you yeah. hit the keep ultimate going, speed. <laughs> okay, how are we doing on uh, YouTube? We have a YouTube yet? So far, uh, just everybody saying good morning. And good morning to all the folks on okay, YouTube. Okay, don't and forget YouTube.com forward slash Earl and Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl and Cars. We're right online and you can and we usually we get some good youtubes we'll answer any question on youtube uh you can go to rick directly because he's looking at the screen and we're at facebook.com mm -hmm. forward slash earl on cars and that's what uh, josh is monitoring over there yeah I, I do have a couple of texts if you want me to keep going let's do it yeah all right here's another one this one this one seems to be in rick's wheelhouse good morning my question is does it hurt to, to hurt on startup to leave the auto climate on all the time there seems to be a pause before starting up after starting my van. Thanks. And this is from Bob and Stewart. Doesn't hurt it at all. The car is designed to actually hold back on the AC just a little bit to get the engine up and running. Used to be way back, yeah, that it would put a strain, but nowadays the cars are computer controlled to the point it won't do a thing to hurt it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people, um, older people in South Florida, and you know, you, you buy a car and you learn how to operate it and your father tells you in your first car and goes father to son to daughter to daughter and blah, blah, blah. And you just get into habits. And we have people that call in here and uh, they're asking questions like, you know, how long do I need to warm my car up in the morning? I mean, here we are in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and cars today are so much advanced over what we drove when we were younger that 
It's awful hard to hurt a car today. I mean, you really have to go out of your way to do something wrong in the operation of the car because they anticipate all of the things you may do electronically to compensate. And uh, it's really cool. I mean, you just get in, uh, turn it on, and go. Mm-hmm. Well, and remember, as you were learning to drive and I was learning, it was the idea that if you got caught in the rain and you start to get on wet roads, you had to be ready to pump the brakes in case yeah, you started skid. Got to pump the brakes, right? And now, no more. <laughs> the exact opposite. You put your foot on that brake and slam it as hard as you can. Yeah. And the car will keep everything under control. That was one of the hardest things for me to learn. I just couldn't. I was afraid that I would kill myself yep. if I didn't feather the brake. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, ABS nowadays. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And another thing, uh, speaking of like kind of traditional thinking when it comes to cars, like the break-in period. I've all, yeah. I, I get asked that question all the time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do cars nowadays need to be broken in like they, yeah. they like they used to, Rick? Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the break-in is all done now. They actually run the engines at the factory on a dynamometer to the point that the engine's ready to go, and the tolerances are so tight. Now, we've all heard of 10W30 oil, mm-hmm. and you know that as the numbers get lower, the oil gets thinner. There is now a type of oil used in the Yaris Hybrid that's available in Japan and Europe, 0W8. Hmm. The stuff is the thickness of olive oil. I mean, it... It's oh. literally, it's extra virgin olive oil almost in the car. But don't put it on your salad. No, oh. no. It won't taste near as good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, uh... I'm going to excuse everyone and take this next phone call. Yeah. Uh, David's joining us from North Palm Beach for the first time. Good morning, David. Good morning. I'd like to ask Mrs. Stewart a question, please. Welcome. Please. Go ahead. I, I went to True Car, and I got an appraisal on my car. I personally put in less miles than it was. Uh-huh. And I received a, a, a note back saying, congratulations, here's your true cash offer. Mm-hmm. These three dealers are interested in buying your car. Mm-hmm. And it was printed out for the figure they told me. And I went to the dealer, and the dealer said, I can't actually give you that. He says, because of the virus and because of what's going on, the shortage of cars, if you wanted to buy a new car and trade this car in, I can't give you that offer. Is he obligated in any way? Yeah, you should report him to True Car, and uh, they don't have to buy the car, right, Josh? But uh, it isn't. They shouldn't try to switch you into trading the car in. Absolutely not. And uh, uh, it is a crazy market today, and I, I, I blame the dealer only for the fact uh, he had the right not to buy the car. Uh, but that means if True Car told you that was a price, there's a good chance that someone will buy the car. It is true a seller's market today, David. And uh, True Car or anybody that gives you a price on a car, don't accept it uh, because the variables are crazy. Even the dealers are amazed. Uh, Josh and I were talking the other day. Uh, we had a customer that was uh, one. Actually, it was a, one of our employees wanted us to buy a car uh, from her or sell her a car. I can't, and we took it to the auction mm-hmm. and got $5,000 more than we thought it was worth. Yeah, some of these uh, auction prices are through the moon. And... Uh, and it, it sometimes it's more than a dealer can actually afford to put on the car because they'd have to sell that trade-in more than it would yeah. the cost of a new car. It's a very, very strange time. So, David, uh, the true car uh, is uh, an honest price. They, the prices today are so volatile in the used car business that I've always said shop uh, before you trade your used car in uh, to at least three dealers. Today, I'd tell you five or six because 
there's so many sources we've never had before, and the market is so volatile. I go to Carvana, I go to Vroom, I go to CarMax, I go to TrueCar, I go to maybe even a dealer of that make. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, CarMax, for example, has their own software program. I know I'm getting too technical now, but uh, CarMax oftentimes will play way over the auction value because they're a nationwide used car company and if they have a, uh, somebody in a different city that'll pay a huge amount of money for this particular car, they'll pay you more than you can get at the auction. So uh, it's a seller's market and enjoy it. It won't be around much longer. And uh, sorry, I, I tend to run on of these questions, don't I, David? <laughs> well, I did exactly what you said. I went to Carvana and CarMax, and I got offers. And then when I went to TrueCar, the TrueCar offer was $350 more. Oh. And I wanted a Toyota, so I went to a Toyota dealer. Mm -hmm. And he said, under these circumstances, I can't give you the price that I just that I see on paper here. Mm -hmm. He says, your car is really worth a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to go to a Toyota dealer because I wanted to <coughs> trade Toyota for Toyota so I could save on mm -hmm. the tax. Did but you try a car? that did you try CarMax? I did not go to CarMax. Uh, did again, you I wanted a new Toyota, so I wanted to use the trade-in value. Yeah, well, no, the CarMax buys a car over the curb, David, and you don't have to buy a car from CarMax. The same thing with Carvana. Uh, I would try, I, go, I, I get my price from Carvana, I get a car price from Carva, uh, CarMax, or, and, uh, what is another one? Vroom. Vroom, B-R-O-O-M dot com. I know it's a crazy exactly world out there. The, uh, yeah. Well, if you're going to... exactly what you're saying, but I'm trying to get the trade-in value. I'm well, trying to save on the sales tax difference. Okay. So that's why I wanted to go to a Toyota. Yeah, you should do that, and you can shop it with another Toyota dealer. Uh, uh, bring it to me. I'll give you a price on it. Bring it to another Toyota dealer. He'll give you a price on it. And then uh, you're very smart to look at, understand the trade-in differential. And if you can overcome the sales tax savings uh, and still sell it outright, you're ahead of the game. Yeah, now, <clears throat> nowadays it's uh, not not to be unexpected to get six percent more from another source. Yes. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your information. Thanks, David. I mean, it's a very timely question, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, anyone listening right now, um, the thing to learn from David's question: take that used car, and that you want to trade in, never accept the first offer and that would probably be from the dealer you've decided to buy from. The dealer might give you the best price on the new car and always get that best price from the dealer on the new car before you even consider talking about the trade-in. If, if, if he requires that you buy the new car from him before he gives you a, an allowance of the trade-in, all he's going to do is give you the price from the new car you're buying, mark it up so he can give you more on the trade-in. So separate those transactions get a separate bid on what he'd pay for it so, you know without the sale and two or three other sources and then trade it in after you negotiate the best price on the new car so that's what did, we learned from I did David. exactly what you told me Correct. i went first of all to to uh, costco when i got the price uh -huh. for the new car Correct. which was thirty thousand dollars and then i was trying to trade my six thousand mile uh, Toyota in on uh, 2020, mm -hmm. on 21, and I got a price of higher on the cash offer I received yeah. than what the Costco price was, yeah. and then the dealer wouldn't honor it at that point. Yeah, the true car, uh, they wouldn't have, wouldn't honor the true car price, right? And uh, on the on the trade in, and 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 that that it was three hundred dollars difference. 
Correct. $300 more that I was offered for the car yeah. than the Costco price for the new car. Yeah. And uh, you probably saved that on the sales tax for the trade-in, by, so it wasn't worthwhile shopping it. Correct. I and I, w- I, had a, I had a cash offer of what they did for a two-car from mm-hmm. someone else who was not a Toyota dealer, mm-hmm. but I needed the sales tax difference. You, you did. So, you, anyway, that's my situation. You, you did well. You did a great job, and I. It's frustrating. I see your frustration about the true car price, and I. I, I would agree that you did your, your due diligence, and you saved money. You probably bought the new car at a great price, and you probably got a fair trade-in allowance. Although, it should have been three hundred dollars in your mind. I understand how you feel. Thank you for talking to me. I appreciate it. Thank you, David. And David, welcome back. I uh, said you were the first-time uh, caller, but you've been no, with I'd us f- for a while. I had called. Thank you. We okay. hope Thank to, you very much. Hope okay. to hear Have from a good you one, David. Uh, our number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Josh. Yeah, I got another text here. This one's from Mark. Mark asks, when the price of a new car skyrockets, where does that extra monies go to? Profit or what? Thank you. Well, it depends on where it's skyrocketing. It skyrockets with the manufacturers. And uh, when the cost and the shortage issue, they can adjust their prices to the dealers whenever they want to. What they do typically is they adjust the incentives a lot. And uh, they tend to take incentives off uh, when they have something that uh, they don't have enough to sell mm-hmm. and put incentives on when they have too much of a particular model, which uh, there are fewer and fewer models that fall into that category. So uh, it's, it, it, for you to figure that out, is difficult. With the uh, manufacturers, there's also a factor that people aren't even thinking about. They're thinking about the microchip shortage, and that affects some manufacturers more than others. Uh, and this is going to be, this is going to go away, uh, I'm saying by the end of the year. I've heard four months, that's uh, uh, close to the end of the year, and that's going to go away. What's not going to go away is inflation because we're seeing commodity inflation now, and steel in particular, and uh, we don't get a lot of our steel uh, from the U.S. anymore. Uh, U.S. Steel Corporation is the biggest supplier, but manufacturers buy steel all over the world, and the steel price is soaring. They're gonna pass that cost along to you because it's gonna get passed along to me and all the other car dealers, and they're gonna pay more for the car, so your price is gonna go up. you're going to be paying more for a new car for a long time. Uh, and uh, I think the only time you're going to see a difference is when we have a bit of a recession and uh, suddenly business isn't so good and people stop buying cars. And when people slow down buying cars, the prices come down. So you have to uh, recognize the economic cycles. And it, right now it's working against you in terms of pricing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we got another text over there, Josh? Um, I do not, but I do have some anonymous feedbacks, or we can go to Nancy, who might have something. Okay. We're going to go to Marty, who's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. Excuse me. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I think, I don't know if I heard David correctly, but I just wanted to inform him and everybody else. If you're purchasing a car, whether you have a Toyota and you want a Honda, you're going to save the sales tax and no matter which brand you buy mm-hmm. if you're purchasing the car. Mm-hmm. He Good made point. out in his statement that he had to buy another Toyota to save the sales tax, but that's not true. Yeah. 
No, this is true, and uh, um, it's a very important that we know that this is a, a Florida law, and other states vary. In fact, even Florida municipalities, some have sales, uh, smaller taxes within the county, and so you need to check that. But you're absolutely right. The, the main sale tax in Florida is six percent, and then they have a half a percent, one percent, depending on where, mm -hmm. what county you live in. Uh, certain states don't give you any credit on the sales tax. Uh, so we're national, in fact, international, and all states out there, you need to check your own state law. Uh, do you have a sales tax exemption on, uh, on trade-ins? It saves you a lot of money sometimes. Yeah, but I don't, <clears throat> I think for any card, you know, I mean, this is, I've lived in New York State and in Florida, mm -hmm. and when you do your trade-in, it's a trade-in not for a lease, but for trading in as a, as a purchase, mm -hmm. you're, you're getting the sales tax credit. So in other words, if you're buying a $30,000 car mm -hmm. and your car is, uh, your trade-in is worth 20, mm -hmm. you're only gonna pay sales tax on 10,000. Exactly. Some states have oh. a cap on, your, on the advantage uh, and uh, other states have no uh, exemption for sales tax. So New York and Florida, you mentioned, yes, they both have that. But we, we have people in Wisconsin. I don't know whether in Wisconsin uh, they give you credit on sales tax on a trade-in. Someone from Wisconsin can call and then tell us. Yeah, well, I'd move out of that state. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, buy well, I buy too many cars to get stuck in a state like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> but they'd like it in Wisconsin. All right. And I wanted to say one thing. I don't know if this is, uh, if you'll approve this. Uh, with the pandemic, I think what the government should have done instead of telling everybody to take off their masks, so now you don't know who's got, who's got the vaccine and who hasn't, mm -hmm. they should be advertising that the 600 people a day that are passing away from COVID mm -hmm. have not had the vaccine. Yeah. And that's what they should be telling everybody every day mm -hmm. that. Your, your chance of survival is 100% better if you get the vaccine. Well, you're preaching to the choir, Marty. I agree with you totally. And uh, uh, I think it just takes a, uh, it's slow. We talked about the, the incentive that they're doing of the Talladega race car, the NASCAR is paying. Uh, they're giving him a free ride on the test track in front of the pace car if you get the vaccine. The millennials are hard to convince, and a lot of people, even older people, are hard to convince, but it's coming around. Yeah. Uh, you notice in the, in the, if you're watching us on, on video now, YouTube or uh, Twitter or uh, uh, you know, Facebook, we're all wearing these uh, pins that say we've been vaccinated, and the people in, in the studio, uh, I think the more people that wear the pins, I realize you can be lying about it, but it encourages people that don't get vaccinated to consider doing it. Rick? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, have a good day, and thanks again for your show. Same to you, Marty. Oh, you're welcome, Marty. Thanks okay. for joining us. Right. Yeah. You, oh. can, you can give Rick the pen. That's okay. I'll, I have an extra one for him. I, I forgot mine this That's morning. That's okay. So we kid each so, other about that. But it's... it's uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's something, if you wear it, somebody sees it and says, hey, I know that guy, he's pretty smart, uh, he got vaccinated, maybe I had to. Uh, and pretty soon, if you're the only guy walking around without a pen, you see what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. a psychological thing. So yeah. we try to do that and give it a try. I think it works. You know, is, what's, uh, what's great is what's happening now is that there's so many doors that are opening up uh, to what you just said and Marty mentioned. 
uh, so many doors that are opening up and so many people are jumping on board. Look at Uber providing mm -hmm. free rides, you know, mm -hmm. to get your vaccine yeah. and uh, all of the venues that have opened up. So it's a slow pace uh, for some and for others. They jump right on it and get their vaccine because, uh, you know, there's a lot of freedom with the vaccine. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I'm not sure whether uh, Earl, I don't think you mentioned us when we opened the show, but um, as you well know, we have a, a, an enormous uh, population of elderly people. And uh, because of that, Earl came up with a great idea, and that would be online assistance and we're looking for volunteers that will uh, help, volun uh, help senior citizens who aren't as savvy yeah. uh, to uh, get around Vigilantes. the, uh, yeah, the, to get around their computer and shop online. And you know that the internet is the best place to go yeah. uh, for the uh, best price on your vehicle. So uh, with all that information, we are going to go to Oh, boy, I just lost my power. Uh, who are we? Rick has a YouTube. Uh, we do. Uh, Neekin1 says, I would like to ask Earl if he took a ride in Stu's Tesla last week, and what did he think? <laughs> I didn't take a ride, but uh, Stu sold me on Tesla, and oh boy. Uh, and Josh and my, and my other son, <laughs> Stu, ordered me a Tesla. It'll be here sometime between August and yeah. September. Yeah. And I, as long as I'm talking about that, I got to tell you something really funny. Uh, we really got to laugh about this. Now, we like Elon Musk. We revere Elon Musk. We consider him a genius. We consider him honest, transparent. Uh, I mean, he goes on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he 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 just he just is a very irreverent, uh, amazing man, and he's done an amazing thing with a Tesla. So I guess I wasn't shocked because I shopped Tesla a couple of years ago almost bought one. Well, now I bought one. But you see the black circle if you're streaming us in video, if you can't see us. Bottom line is, Honest Elon screwed me out of $1,300 in dealer fees. And uh, we bought the car. Oops, I gotta raise, the, raise the, the paper. We bought the car, and here's the invoice, and the red circle, there's two of them. They have a $100 order fee so they charged me a hundred dollars because i ordered the car from them mm -hmm. that's a dealer fee and then they have the destination and documentation fee which is bs it's just extra added on to what we paid for the car so anyway uh that's the reason we grade on the curve if elon musk can get away with it how can we how can we knock a dealer for charging a dealer fee if a progressive genius like elon is doing it what hope is there for anyone else yeah exactly okay uh, and we got some more anonymous feedback. Oh yeah, yeah, we got a we got a few here. Uh, this one came in actually shortly after last week's show. Um, it's about our good dealer bad dealer list. It says you should really update your good dealer bad dealer list. Greco Kia, Greco Kia was long sold to the Jaguar dealer in West Palm, so we'll make sure we update that. Uh, Ooh, is that right, Greco yeah. Kia? Why would a Cadillac dealer? A Jaguar. A Jaguar. Why would a Jaguar dealer buy a Kia? Well. That's an obvious different demographic. Yeah, they're trying to cover their bases, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for that input. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, I can keep going. Um, here's one. Uh, great information. Thank you for your mystery shop of Palm Beach Mitsubishi. 
my wife and I were looking at one of their used 2020 Outlanders. Listed for a great price, but when you call, it's not available because it needs to be fixed. <laughs> when will the fix be done? Sorry, we don't know. Can we at least see the vehicle? Sorry, no. We can't show it to you. <laughs> so does the vehicle even exist, or is it just bait? Yeah. Yeah, we shopped, uh, I think it was a Greco dealership, Mazda, a while back, and it was, it was the world's record in bait and switch because we called it the ghost car. <laughs> I um, remember this. And it ran for, they ran it for three months at different dealerships with the stock number, and, and, and they were running at a price they wouldn't sell it for. And, and we, we kept shopping and, and exposing them that it was bait and switch, the car didn't exist, and then they would advertise it again. And went on, we figured we could never kill the deal, so we called it the ghost car. Mm-hmm. It just kept reappearing. So bait and switch, standard operating procedure at almost every dealership. Unfortunately, that's true. All right, I can uh, continue on if you'd like. Yes, keep on rolling. Excuse me, uh, Howard is on. uh... Hi, Howard. How are you? Good, doing fine. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear you. Uh, I know you don't like infomercials, but i got to give you one anyway. My axle uh, was leaking. The uh, two axles uh, going into the CB joints. So I came in an emergency. I saw a guy named Travis. Travis took care of me unbelievably. Uh, He said, don't worry about it. Chauffeur, you will will take care of you. Leave your car here and see Alan Napier. And I know Alan for a long time. I saw Alan. I said, Alan, can you give me, uh, can I get a loan? He says, is the Pope Catholic? Of course you can get a loan. They gave me a 2000. 21 Camry. I was very impressed with it. What I like about it is that when you shift, it shifts straight down in the line. You don't have to uh, go push reverse to the left to go down. Uh, so, you know, things like that sell me in a car, you know. Anyway, the car was ready the next day. I picked it up and two axles and uh, I just want to commend uh, Travis and Alan. Well, I, I thank you for that, and I just have to, I, I love your compliments, and, and I have to say, you know, when I do this, because we've got 20,000, 30,000 people listening, this is not an infomercial. Howard is just a great guy, a regular caller, and he happens to be a customer. And so, thank you, Howard, but I have to do a disclaimer that we're not paying you for that commercial, <laughs> and then, that you love us so much, and you're doing that with, without getting a nickel. But, uh, this is uh, all about consumer advocacy, and there are other car dealerships out there that have good service too. So uh, find one with good service and give you a fair price, and that's the message from Howard. Mm-hmm. We love Howard. Yes, we do. The first thing he mentioned that was interesting, the um, the shifter, how it's straight up and down now, and maybe Rick can shine some light on this. Um, I believe they called it a gated shifter um, when you would have to like pull, you know, push it to the left and then down and then to the right. Yep. Was that a safety feature to stop people from accidentally changing gears? Um, I think they they were trying to put less moving parts in the shifter handle itself because Mm -hmm. now in order to shift into from park and down into the different gears, you you actually have a button you have to grab to work the shifter. Mm -hmm. That's why it can come straight down. Yeah. Versus the other shifter was set up to where it would do that zigzag gated shifting. And the idea there is to avoid accidentally going into reverse when mm-hmm. the car is not intended to, but you can still go directly from 
drive into neutral if yeah. needed. But the safety button pre you know, prevents that accidental yes. reverse. Yeah, I can say that I have a lot of customers who are very happy about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, uh, Mike in the control yeah. room, Nancy has no volume. So if uh, you could give her some help on that, it'd be nice if she could listen to the show. But my, my, yeah. uh, her my, headphones. my computer screen is back up, thanks to Josh. But okay. As Earl said, no volume. Uh, give us a call at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Josh. This is, this is the charm of live radio. <laughs> I'd like to say, you know, we, I didn't get to say hi before I came in here. It is an honor to be um, uh, among you folks today. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Quite <laughs> exciting, I'm going to tell you. It is. A, a new a new personnel another personality uh josh stewart i get a behind the scenes He's look at here this. well you never get used to it i mean I've been, yeah. we've been doing it for 20 years and uh, we were terrified the first time live radio you have to keep you have to stop thinking about that there's uh tens of thousands of people out there mm -hmm. listening to every word <gasps> i just froze no <laughs> i can i can't think about that tens but of what yeah you know, we're all over the world and it just uh and if you say something stupid everybody hears it uh, if you say something accidentally, and the, once you once you just realize all that, and you say, "Ah, the hell with it," yeah. and you're not going to worry about it. And something happens. Here comes Mike, going to help Nancy get her volume gone. So what? You hear that we have problems. Life has problems. We're human. <laughs> we're just having a conversation here. <laughs> I can do another anonymous feedback while we're uh, please do technical yeah. assistance. Here. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one comes in from anonymous. <laughs> what is wrong with these car dealers in Florida? I live in upstate New York, and we do have a few bad dealerships, but not nearly as bad as some of these Florida dealerships. You know, I hate to admit it, but I, I believe I believe you're right, and uh, I think that uh, what uh, Florida is uh, just a great state, and a lot of car dealers want to come to Florida, and we have. Uh, more franchises, it seems like to me, more car dealers condensed in Florida. And so the competition level is extremely high. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking for Toyota, because I am a Toyota dealer, if you go, uh, if you go to South uh, Florida, I think two or three of the number one, uh, two volume Toyota dealer, number three volume Toyota dealer, in the whole country. Hollywood and Al Hendrickson, in the whole United States world, really, are in are in my Miami Fort Lauderdale area, uh, and uh, and several more in the top thirty. It's uh, top, yeah. yeah. So it's intense competition, very high volume. We have more dealers competing uh, to come to Florida. You see what they want to do? The New York guy wants to have a home in uh, Boca Raton, mm -hmm. or a home in uh, Jupiter Island, or a home in Palm Beach, and so. They, it's nice to have a dealership where you have your summer home or your winter home, I should say, <laughs> and you come down here. So w the intense competition creates deception. And yep. you can't advertise an honest price because you go out of business because all the other advertised prices are below cost. Mm -hmm. Everybody is including thousands of dollars of dealer fee in the prices. So it's impossible. Anyway, another long so answer. So it's, it's the density if you have one one predator alone he's not dangerous yeah. but you put a, a yeah. pack together next thing you, you have a dangerous situation yeah in our dealership <laughs> I, we have four or five toilet dealers within a few minutes drive and so people can come in get our price and go to uh three four or five other toilet dealers and they can't get their price they can only get our price because they only want to give them a price i'm digressing 
Nancy, how's your volume? Uh, everything's up in Fantastic. Running, I think so. Let's or hear it from we'll Mike. See. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Okay. Hey, did you get a chance to read uh, Earl's uh, latest column? Uh, <laughs> it's another doozy. And uh, you can pull all of his columns up at Earl on Cars. Don't forget that. If you don't get a chance to uh, take a look at it, you know, on Facebook or Hometown News or the uh, Florida Weekly, and that is www.aintgonnahappen.com. <laughs> Why? Buy this car for $99 per month. I'm sure you've all seen it, oh. and uh, it is definitely, definitely worth the read. Why don't the dealers, I mean, it's such a hackneyed thing. I mean, uh, 30 years ago, it was $99 a month, and even with inflation, <laughs> you'd think they would raise it a little bit. So it, it, I guess maybe 30 years ago, it was possible, you know, yeah. and then... Here we are today where the average car is $45,000, and they're advertising $99 a month. A mystery shopping report today is on $99 a month, I think. Well, I think that was last week. Oh, yeah. that last week? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It's, uh, it's just got a great ring to it, 99 $99. And they don't even say $99.99. <laughs> they just say $99 a month. And people flock in, and it works. I mean, I'm talking big-volume dealers that will run a standard ad, $99 a month. Of course, the fine print, you know what it says. On this model only, uh, $7,000 down. Uh, these uh, rebates must apply. You have to be a, a farmer, a shepherd, and a college graduate, and how that goes. So, uh, If somebody would just be smart enough to say $98 a month, yeah. they get all the business. <laughs> that, that's how it started. Maybe that's, maybe that's where it froze. It probably started out at, uh, who knows, uh, 199 or 399 yeah. and they, and that's what happened. It got down finally 99 was god that's it. we can't do any better than that. And then so, they, they did 98 and no one showed up. No one showed. <laughs> it just wasn't it's too low. Don't believe 98. I know. No, no. You can't buy a car for less than $99 a month. <laughs> okay no. folks, you can see that this is a wonderful show with <laughs> entertainment, with information and most of all you you make the show, 877-960-9960. I have a question for you. How many of you received a phone call this past week uh, in reference to warranties? I'm raising my hands, but... <laughs> Josh raised his hand. Yeah. I raised my hand. every single week. I counted them. I got a postcard. Ooh. Okay, well, that counts, too. <laughs> Ten phone calls. That's what I received this week. I love playing with those people. Hmm. It's so satisfying. <laughs> you like teasing the scammers. <laughs> Bottom line, um, ignore any warranty being sold to you by anybody. And if you got to have an extended warranty, get the manufacturer's extended warranty. Absolutely. Be very, very careful. Tread carefully. Mm -hmm. Back to Josh. Yeah, I got another couple of texts popped in. This one, uh, no name here, but they say, I have a 2018 Tacoma, and this past winter I had to sit in my truck to have lunch. Um, the engine was cold when I started it. Uh, I had it running for 45 minutes, and the, and the temperature gauge never got to the normal operating range. Hmm. hmm. Uh, I tried holding the gas pedal to 2,000 RPM. Still, the engine would not get to normal operating range. I was wondering um, if this was normal. Living in the Midwest where it gets well below zero temperatures, I would think this would be an issue if you got stranded in a snowstorm and needed to run the engine for heat. The best I, I could get for heat was warm air for heat. Hmm. Thanks. Love your show. Listen every Saturday. Call, uh, texting from Omaha, Nebraska. 
Well, if the heater was actually giving you plenty of hot air, I wouldn't be too concerned about just where the gauge was reading mm -hmm. because that gauge is actually reading the, the water that's coming in the radiator and it's going to say, yes, this is what, you know, what it's seeing for a temperature, but as long as you're not seeing that temperature go way too high, that's the concern part for it. The low, a low temperature on the gauge, I wouldn't be too concerned about as long as the vehicle's running normally. If the car was under warranty and uh, they brought it into a dealer, is there any way dealers can adjust the uh, accuracy of the indicators? Not really on the gauges, no, yeah. because the computer controls where that gauge is going to set, mm -hmm. but it's simply comparing it to what that temperature sensor is reading. Mm -hmm. And I myself, my first thing is I'd grab out what I call the, it's a temperature gun, basically, mm -hmm. like what they use to take your temperature at the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And I would simply point at various spots on the car to compare the operating temperature. Mm -hmm. And if it's normal, then I would say it's fine, leave it be. Yeah. My doctor used a thermometer, not a gun, Rick. You might want to, you know, shop the, the doctor market out there. That sounds a little unconventional. Yeah. Where would you insert the <laughs> thermometer, Josh? On, on a serious note, folks, I'm still hung up on the possibility that my gauges aren't accurate. And uh, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a guy that just paid $50,000 for a new car. And I'm looking at my gauge, my temperature gauge, and I've realized that it, it can't be right. Now, just because it's not too high, if it was too low, it would make me nervous because mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe if it was too hot, then it would show everything's okay. So uh, I would think that I would take it to my dealer if it were under warranty, and I'd say, I want a new temperature gauge. And, and he, I, I, I would hate to get an argument on that uh, from the manufacturer. Now, as you say, it might be the fault of the computer. Well, then get me a new computer. But well, I got a new car, and that gauge is supposed to indicate an accurate temperature to me. I, I'm only wondering, though, he said it was a 2018, but I, I think he also said it was a, how long ago did he say it was? Because, oh, let me go back to If the, the outside air temperature is very cold, yeah. then I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the caller. I'm just saying right. for the thousands of other people that are listening that feel like they have in, in an accurate gauge. It's oh, no, right. if yeah. it was inaccurate, then I definitely would want yeah. to have it checked. It's yeah. not yeah. just temperature, too. I, I get I hear complaints about your fuel gauge, you know, and I'm sure our listeners could, uh, you know, can they, they can relate to this. You The first, like, half of your tank, it seems like it takes forever just to get off a, a, a full yeah. and going to have a tank, but that last third of a tank, you know, goes out like a sieve. It does seem like that at times. <laughs> I wonder if that's real or, or psychological. I, I notice it, too. I just... Uh, well, I've, I've heard a theory, but I, it's not verified, but that the fuel gauge is only measuring a certain percentage of your tank to kind of give people that extra buffer. So it, it, you know, when you're really, you know, it looks like you're buried on E, but you really have 10% of your tank left. Well, there is, even when the gauge is totally down empty, mm -hmm. there is still a little bit of fuel left in the bottom of the tank because the float doesn't, when it goes all the way to E, mm -hmm. it's not actually touching the bottom of the tank. It's still just a little above the bottom. Okay. So there's a little bit of fuel remaining in the tank, but unfortunately the pickup is also not touching the bottom of the tank. Mm -hmm. So when it's all the way down, it's still got a little space between that pickup spot. So even then there'll still be some fuel in the tank, but you can still run out and not have enough that it can pick up the fuel and get it to the engine. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we beat that to death. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, okay. move on. Okay, uh, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, Alicia's calling from Lake Park. Welcome, Alicia. What can we Hello, do for you this morning? Well, 
the deal is, um, I called oh, about four or five years ago about my uh, airbag. Uh-huh. And you, you recommended that I stop driving it and call Ford, and that worked so nicely. Um, I called them, and they said, well, well, you know, we'll fix your car. It's under warranty, blah, blah. And I said, well, what about it? Like you said, um, it's a projectile and the heat and the age of the car and whatnot. So I did get a loaner car for the however long it took them to uh, mm-hmm. replace it. Mm-hmm. Well, I got another recall notice, and this is for the driver's side. And it said, what should you do? And it says, Ford has not issued instructions to stop driving your vehicle under the safety recall. Mm-hmm. My question is, is that a project, you know, is that a ticking time bomb like you said it was the last time? I, th- I, think, you, I think you should check with another Ford dealer. Uh, I, don't, I certainly don't like that decision by the dealer or Ford. If you have a dangerous recall, uh, and they have not issued a bulletin on loaner cars, uh, um, then I think you just need to check with another Ford dealer. And then I would go directly to Ford. You know, safety is a red flag to the manufacturers, and it should be to the dealer. Uh, If they don't care about your safety, they should care about their safety because God help Ford, God help the car dealer that refused to give you a loaner when the recall that they acknowledged that was dangerous caused you to be killed or injured. Uh, you'd, be, you'd own yourself a Ford dealership. You might even own yourself a, a piece of Ford Motor Company because safety is, in the eyes of the law, paramount, and they will always side with you. Um, I would go in writing to Ford email, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, you need some sort of documentation that you put them on notice and the dealer and say, listen, uh, you say I've got a dangerous condition here, be it a fuel pump, be it an airbag in my car, and there's no authorization to give me a free loaner. I'm demanding a free loaner as of now because my life and limb are in danger. Put it in writing. I have a feeling you will get a free loaner. Okay. And my other question is, um, we had the gas tank replaced on that on a recall, and I was filling it up last week and all of a sudden I see this spray on the ground as it got to almost full and I stopped it so there must be something wrong with is that a possibility that there's something wrong with the tank Rick what do you think if the tank was replaced and you're seeing fuel leak like that I would immediately have your vehicle towed to the dealer and tell them this Uh, Uh what possibly has happened is when they put the filler hose back to the tank they didn't tighten the clamp or something, or it's not installed properly, and it's causing fuel to leak out. And, I would, and fuel leak to me is an incredibly dangerous Alicia, situation. Alicia, I would, I, would, uh, I would leave the car where it is and uh, call the dealer and tell them to come pick it up and bring you a car. You know, again, we get back to safety. Uh, you don't want to be driving a car around with a gas leak, even just to the dealership. And he, if, he's, if he's smart, he doesn't want to have a car in a service drive with a gas leak either. Uh, you need to flag it as a danger, have him pick it up, and accept the responsibility. That's why I say tow it. Don't drive it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your... Uh your wisdom and your knowledge and uh, 
your transparency. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Be safe. Alicia, thank you so much for calling back. Um, don't wait as long as uh, you have. We love hearing from the ladies, and uh, you sound like a knowledgeable consumer. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I You're welcome. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Speaking of text, we're going to go back to Josh. Yeah, we have a text from Colin. Morning, all. Great to hear Josh's voice. <laughs> Thank you very much. Continuing the Tesla conversation, I'm interested in purchasing a Model Y. I believe that's like the crossover type version. Yep. Um, but was uh, just intrigued the other day by the Toyota RAV4 Prime, which is a hybrid. Hoping to hear your thoughts, comparing, contrasting the two. Thank you, Colin. Um, I can you know, offer my two cents on that. Um, I mean, they're not exactly apples to apples. The RAV4 Prime is a plug-in, but it's a plug-in hybrid. Um, Tesla's, I think, routinely will give you close to 300-mile uh, pure electric range. The the plug-ins are much less than that. I believe the RAV4 uh, Prime is about a 45-mile pure electric range. And then after that, it converts to just into a hybrid. So you have an overall range with your gas and your electric of like probably over 600 miles. So in that way, it has a slight edge over the Tesla model, but it's, a, it's not a pure electric like the Tesla. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And the RAV4 Prime is a pretty short supply vehicle right now. Um, I think in California, New York, some of those zero emission states, they're, uh, they're a little bit easier to get if you want to get one from somewhere in the southeast. It's a six-month wait or more, but, you know, dealers mm. are taking orders. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're charging prices. Oh, and, yeah. And you're, you pay up, all supply and demand. Mm -hmm. I, I advise people now you shouldn't be buying it. Unless you need a, a new vehicle today, you shouldn't be buying one today. Uh, you, you're going to caught between a rock and a hard place. The microchip problem is going to go away with the shortage of steel and other commodities that go into the manufactured car is going to get worse. So it's going to be a seller's market for a while, mm -hmm. and you're going to be paying higher prices. Uh, uh, I think you, you could shoot for the dip on microchips and buy a car then and w w ride the steel price up. It's, it's not going to be an easy ride. Your best weapon against the seller's market is to have your own vehicle to sell, yeah. like we were saying earlier. So yeah. if you have a trade-in, yeah, you're going to pay more for that new car, but your trade-in is worth a lot more, too, and hopefully it'll, it'll balance things out. Yeah, I was just thinking, on, on the, yeah. uh, the sad thing about that is so many people are into leasing, and they don't have a car to trade. So in this unique set of circumstances, the lucky ones that bought and traded in a car uh, now have another car to trade in. Mm -hmm. And if you lease the car, you don't have any trade-in, so you have nothing to offset the price that you're going to pay on the next car. Absolutely. And uh, to uh, Josh's point, I want to tell you what, uh, that, that uh, used car that you're driving around, you're, you know, uh, you're uh, trading. Mm -hmm. Lost for words there. <clears throat> Excuse me, that trade-in, you just don't realize it is worth its weight in gold. I had a couple of telephone calls from uh, a young lady, uh, young ladies this past week, and they said, quote-unquote, all I have is my trade-in. And I said, be careful out there because your trade-in, everybody wants it so you can get the best price. So get three prices. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy money for used cars. Yeah, it's going to continue this crazy ride uh, that we're on right now with shortages, microchips, and everything that's going on. Uh, it's going to continue for a while, and I want to tell you what, a warning uh, to everyone, you know, carefully 
be very careful out there. I think we're going to go back to the phones again and welcome Warren back. Hi, Warren. How are you? Hi. How are you doing, guys? Actually, I have a question for Rick, okay? And Rick, you there? Yep. He was sleeping, but he just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I have... I, I have a 2010 Ford Taurus, which has 165,000 miles on it. And I'm planning to get rid of it in December. And the reason why I said December because I'm going to want to buy my daughter's Ford Fusion Hybrid, which has only 10,000 miles on it in the lease, which is hardly used since the pandemic. And the problem I have with the thing is um, when I'm driving over 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, all of a sudden it starts to make this noise. And it's not shaking. It makes some kind of noise. And I had about a couple of months ago. What what's the goes from the tire to the steering column? What is the tie rod? What is that called? The um, the tie rods. The, the, yeah, the tie rods. I had those replaced a couple of months ago. And the guy who did it said there's nothing wrong with it. He says it's probably a tire. It's probably a tire. So I went ahead and just just buy two new tires, which I did. It's still making that noise. And he said he can't put anything wrong with it whatsoever. He's examined it from top to bottom. He said he did a good job on it. He test-drived it. And he's still making that noise. And like I said, I only want to keep it another seven months. And I don't know if I could do that or not, but I, I don't know. Is it safe? Is it maybe from the engine? There's no engine light on I mean, what's the possibility of what's wrong with it? Well, a noise that shows up at speeds like that, it's obviously it's something, uh, either a moving part or something that is flapping because of wind factors. Um, I've seen cars with like a, a piece of the plastic trim underneath the, the uh, splash shields will start to vibrate and shake and make noise at high speeds because of the wind coming across them. Uh, your mechanic really needs to drive the car and hear the noise and try to narrow down where it's coming from with to figure out what's car, going on. With you in the car, Warren. Yeah, that, that would be the best oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't want to spend a lot of money on it because I have a goal to get rid of it. Right. And, you know, I mean, I just want to hold out because it, I, I don't know even the buyout of the fusion. It's yeah, just, just get, get a diagnosis. You don't have to fix it. I mean, you could, as long as you can live with it. Uh, but, but you want to be sure it's not something serious. And then if they say, listen, this isn't serious, you can have it fixed anytime. Then get it fixed after you trade the car and you sell it. So. Right. And if it's a splash shield, those can usually, uh, sometimes they can be secured, or for a lot of those, really, take them right off. I mean, right. on an older car, yeah. it's not going to change the value or, or two, really put a big factor kind, on it. two kind of repairs, the kind you do when you know you're going to keep the car, and the kind you do when you know you're going to trade the car. So, yep. you, you, but knowledge, you have to have the knowledge first as to what needs to be done, and then, then you're in, in the driver's seat. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to bring it to somebody else. My fear is they're going to say, oh, this is going to cost $1,000, and, that, and that's, you know, like the tires is enough, and I said, I'm not turning another dime into the car. There you go. But, you know, you got to be safety on it. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you just one other question. Is it possibly from the engine? Because at the end, no engine light has gone on or anything. Is it possibly it could be from the engine? Is, is there a possibility? Th- yeah, there's always a possibility from the engine or transmission causing that issue. But I would actually, if, if it's only occurring at those particular speeds above 50 miles an hour, normally the transmission's already going to be in its highest gear and has been for 10 or 15 miles per hour. So something that's occurring at 
those kind of speeds is generally I wouldn't be looking so much at the engine or transmission, more at maybe the axles or a wheel shaking or something like that, or like I say, a splash shield or something else being moved by the wind. It's something a mechanic would have to, I'd have to ride in or a mechanic would have to ride in the car and hear the noise in order to figure out what's going on and where it's coming from. Running a couple of times, and said it wasn't that bad. I, I, I don't. Again, I don't know. Uh, and the last question that I want to ask you, because I take that I'm up in New Jersey now, and then I take a drive down. I'm in northern New Jersey, in Fort Lee, New Jersey, which is across from Manhattan. And I drive down to see my daughter, who's in Cherry Hill, which is across from Philadelphia. And if I put the, the car on cruise control, I don't hear it. I could go 65 miles an hour, and nothing will happen. It just sounds purring hmm. as, as a cat. What, what, what could that possibly be? And you can't, and I can't do it very often because I'm on a New Jersey turnpike, and that's like unless you're going two o'clock in the morning, there's always traffic. So it's you know it's a rarity that I can use the cruise control on the New Jersey turnpike. So I was just wondering what, but the one or two times I did use it, I didn't hear anything. Is there any relation to that, or is it just something crazy, or what? It could be just coincidence, but uh, again, with the noise, really you got to hear it in order to figure out what's going on. Right. Okay. Uh, all right, and then uh, a question, quick question for Earl. Uh, if my deal doesn't work out with my daughter, which I, it should, but if it didn't for any reason, she's just going to buy the car and she's going to give. I'm just going to give her the money. She's going to whatever. We'll get the mm-hmm. mechanics of it. We'll figure out. But it might just best to wait till January and just get it and get a new car, at least a car in January. Would that be the month to do it if I could hold out? Yeah, I mean that's right. That's a crystal ball question. I think the microchip shortage will be over by then. And uh, I think uh, you're still going to be paying more for cars in January, but not as much more. And you've got the new model. So I always recommend you buy the new model. Uh, you don't want to buy last year's model. I mean, if they're both new, technically. But if you're going to buy a 2022, uh, that 2021 is just on paper worth. It's going to be worth far less. They'll, they'll tell you they'll give you incentives, which they will. But the incentives, if you get a, the best price on both, Will not uh, will not overcome the depreciation factor. Mm-hmm. All right, well, one last quick question, and let you go. Is it true that if you buy a car in a cold weather climate, the best time to buy it is at the end of January, because nobody buys cars in the, in the Northeast or Midwest in January because nobody wants to buy a new one and crack it up, and the sales are the lowest. In, yeah, in yeah, it's, it's, you always get a better. You, you can always get a better deal when the dealer wants to sell the car. Uh, worse more <laughs> when they're desperate uh, but when they're desperate they'll also uh, take advantage of you more they prices the dealers sell a car for it's an average price that's the way they make their money uh, so you come in Warren you're an educated consumer and you've done your shopping you can shop and compare you got all the Costco price you got everything you get a really good price even better price in January because he's desperate now uh, if you're a little old lady and you come in there and it's the first car you bought and your husband passed away and it's January and he's desperate, he'll charge you $2,000 over a sticker to make up for Warren, who we sold the car for at a really good price. So uh, desperation and shortage is a good thing uh, uh, for the sharp buyer, the educated consumer. It's a bad thing for the uneducated. The best time to buy a car is when you're prepared to buy a car. Exactly. Exactly. Great information, Josh. If my, if my car worth anything with 165,000 miles and 11 years old on it. Yeah. It's worth well, more than it was a few months ago. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, car, 
used cars haven't appreciated in the past six months. They've appreciated. Yeah, the car, the body's in good shape. It's in, it's in good shape. It's in yeah, everything. You know, whether it's a late model used or a old used, you, cars in general, used cars in general, are in low supply, high demand. And uh, uh, wholesale cars are, are, are bringing big money at the auction, crazy money, and retail has gone way up. So it's a seller's market for used cars. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and is, is anybody like would I have to go to a used car dealer or would a regular dealer buy a car that old? Would it make any sense? Yeah, you can buy them. Uh, you got you got a lot of publicly held companies now. You got Vroom, you got Carvana, CarMax. Uh, uh, they're all legitimate and they're honest. You know. Uh, by the way, uh, it's uh, what is it? Uh, Carvana has got a hysterical commercial on they dealer do. fees. They don't charge dealer fees. And if you, there's a TV commercial for Gravana, really funny, uh, about uh, hidden fees. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you got some. Uh, CarMax is a good place to buy a car. Carvana is a good place to buy a car. But you shop and compare anyway. And, and you, can, right. you can get a better deal uh, always by getting multiple pricing. And, and Warren, uh, I'll add my two cents to it the greatest place in the world, one of the greatest places, that's Consumer Report. And uh, I don't, I don't know. Don't know whether you're familiar uh, with that or not, uh, but boy, I'll tell you what, they've got some deals on the best used cars under $20,000. So uh, there's room there to negotiate and, you know, get some information. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, thank you very much. Enjoy your program. Thank you, Warren. Thanks, Warren. Give us a call again. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're going to go back to Josh. Yeah, I got a text here. This is another one for Rick. I have a 2011 G37 Infinity. And when I step on the gas, it does not increase speed gently, but a short hesitation, then a lurch. How can this be corrected? Sounds to me like you might have a trans... If this is from a dead stop, you might have a transmission issue going on there. Um, or the possibility that maybe your brakes are hanging up and not releasing when they should. This is something you're going to want to get to a mechanic and have them check out because either one of those issues could deteriorate quickly and become a much more expensive repair. Yeah, take it to a, a Nissan dealer and see if they'll diagnose it for you at no charge, or if they're going to charge you whatever they're going to charge you, find out ahead of time. Yep. But be sure when you road test it, you road test it with the technician before, and if you decide to have them do the repair after, to be sure when you go home uh, it's, it truly is fixed. Yeah, that's such good advice, especially uh, like the previous caller mentioned the noise. Like when there's a certain noise you're you're trying to explain, going for that ride could save you a ton of time. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to hear is you know, after they've had the car for three hours is it sounded normal to me. Yeah. Well, I've had so many cases that the customer will come in, they'll explain a noise to me, mm -hmm. and then I go for a drive and I hear a noise and I chase it and fix it, and it's not the noise they were looking for. <laughs> you know, I've, so got, I've got an app on my phone. It's much easier to ride with the customer. I just uh, I think it's called Mimi and it measures your hearing. I, I, I would recommend you, <laughs> that you test the hearing of the technician that's driving with you. Uh, I, and I say that not really tongue in cheek because I do that in my own dealership. A uh, customer calls me and complains, uh, I brought it in for a squeak, a technician uh, checked the car out, he says the squeak is gone, and I drove it home, it's still squeaking. Well, we didn't try to take advantage of her. Uh, we didn't try to, uh, to take her money. Uh, the technician didn't hear the squeak. You know, you'd be surprised at people with hearing impairments. Young people, 
you know, old people. And so you know, get two or three opinions. Why, why did you point at Rick when you said old people? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oftentimes well, these mechanics, too, if they've been around power tools uh, in, in closed spaces for many, many decades. You're, you're usually in a closed shop mm -hmm. running heavy equipment power tools, the air hammers, that are, the impact guns that are incredibly loud. So, yeah, our, our hearing gets beat up. Yeah. You need a nice, fresh mechanic uh, or a good golden retriever or something. Something, there, something there, with good hearing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I never thought about that. My, my hearing is damaged. Dogs uh, have extremely good discode. hearing, yes. I guess. But I, their fine motor skills are quite probably, as... Uh, I can smell some problems. <laughs> as long as you come up with the app that translates... <laughs> into mechanic talk, I'm in. That'd make a great Subaru commercial, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, Subaru mechanic, you know. There you go. <laughs> Everyone loves dogs. Yeah. Uh, okay, folks, 877-960-9960. Uh, uh, and uh, as you can hear, you can call and ask any question at all or share your opinion with us. And uh, I'm happy to report. We're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to be talking to our second new lady caller and uh, she's calling us from palm beach gardens and her name is tony good morning tony and welcome good morning thank you you're welcome you won yourself fifty dollars this morning yay yay <laughs> <laughs> and josh just gave you a round of applause <laughs> golf clap <laughs> what can we do for okay. you this morning well i have a 2004 nissan maxima i love my car um, it's been garaged, so it's been well taken care of. However, um, the front windows, their automatic windows, and particularly the one on the left driver's side, I, I don't let it go down all the way because sometimes it just gets stuck there and I have to pull it up. Hmm. Um, you know, and then once I give it a little tug, I can, I can hit the button and it'll go on up. Is that like... Is that going to require replacing the motor, or what could that be? That sounds like the motor's got a, a dead spot or something when it gets down to the bottom, or something is binding in the regulator at that point. Um, a mechanic would have to look at it to figure out just which one it is. But with that age of car, they may, and depending on what Infinity has, because I know there are some models you can only get the motor and regulator together as a combination. So. But I, it's going to need a mechanic to look at it, figure out just what it needs for that. But it's probably going to be the window motor or regulator or maybe both together. Now, Tony, Tony, I'll say something here. I, um, luxury car dealers typically charge an arm and a leg more than uh, other dealers. Uh, you have an infinity. Uh, I would. Uh, no, sir, it's actually a, it's actually a Nissan Maxima. Oh, Maxima. Yeah. Okay, you're, I thought you said infinity. So uh, anyway, that's good. Uh, but uh, uh, you're you're far better off to have a Nissan in terms of cost of repairs. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much Thank for the you. call. And you got to email the contact information to Nancy to get your fifty bucks. I think is that right? Yes, sir. I, I will. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks, very Tony. Much. Spread the word. Okay. And uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> maybe some of I your will. friends can give us a call. And uh, because we're here for everyone, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 
6530. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have another question for you. Do you ever, when you're purchasing a vehicle, do you ever figure in how much it's going to cost you to keep that car on the road? Um, there's so much homework that uh, has to be done, whether you're buying you used or new. So uh, give us a call. Let us know what you think. We're going to go back to Josh, who has uh, some texts. Yeah, I have a few here. Um, good morning. I, too, am Mike Howard, who called in. We bought a 2019 Toyota 4Runner Limited from your dealership. Uh, this is going to sound like another commercial. Um, <laughs> it was the best car buying experience we've ever had. Um, before you, we bought the high-end Mercedes-Benz and BMWs. Going there was like running an obstacle course. I know you don't like these testimonials, but you earned them. <laughs> we like them, but we, it embarrasses us because we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be uh, strictly uh, objective about a lot of good car manufacturers, a lot of good dealers. Well, you really can't say that, but <laughs> anyway, uh, this is not an infomercial, so, yeah. we, but we like compliments anyway. And we're not perfect. You know, we mess up sometimes, but we always yeah. always do the right thing and make it right. Yeah. That's for sure. But um, yeah, thank you so much, Robbie, for those kind words. Um, have another one here from Dog Walker Dave. Dog Walker Dave says Elon Musk should get a C minus for beating Earl out of that money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder if he even knows that. Uh, you know, maybe I'll do a blog on that. Maybe I'll try to get uh -huh. some, get some, uh, this, uh, because I think I really believe in Elon. I wonder if he knows that he that his outlets are doing this. I, I mean, he's got so much stuff. To, yeah. yeah, write him an open letter to Elon and. Maybe Great he, idea. Like you said, a lot, a lot of times the, the top dogs don't know what's going down in the trenches. Great idea. Yeah. That, 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 Sounds I'm gonna, good. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. and, I oh, go ahead. I can see him sitting here. You might be able to extend an invitation to him. Take him for a ride in your Tesla. Mm -hmm. Anybody got Elon's <laughs> cell phone number? I'll give him a call. It'd be, it'd be like his appearance on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have to open a window, though. I could, tw I could tweet him, but that wouldn't oh, work. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, you know, what's funny is, uh, you know, Tesla is, is headquartered in California, and California um, capster dealer fee at I believe one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, it was seventy five. It's probably one hundred and fifty now. And so the fact that their their mother store, you know, their, their oh. home base doesn't yeah. allow dealer fees, but here I guess and technically you're yeah. buying it through a Toyota. I mean, a, a Florida Tesla dealer. I'm not sure. And it's really uh, no, it's actually Tesla because mm -hmm. they don't have uh, dealers. Uh, they have uh, satellite showrooms. But the car is actually sold by Tesla. That's how they get around the state law. Okay. That only a, that that only a dealer, dealer can sell a car. So, but you can buy it directly from the manufacturer. You, but you can't have a dealer that you sell the car directly and go around mm -hmm. the dealer anyway. Uh, next. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we have another call, and that is from Boynton Beach. Uh, Mosher is, uh, I think I pronounced your name correctly. Are you there? Oh, Mosher? you did great. Oh, thank Anthony you. Did great. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me there, guys? Yes, we do. Loud and clear. Good morning. My name is Moshe, Moshe Katzberg, and uh, I called already in the past few months. Oh, ago. Moshe. Uh, one of my favorite callers. Uh, I'm sorry? You're one of my favorite callers. I remember you well. Moshe. Well, I'm so glad you because this morning when I went to Google to look up again the phone number, and on Google there were, under Earl Stewart, there were a couple of categories. One of them said Earl Stewart obituary. I said, oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait a minute. Let me check my pulse. No, that's not me. Very quickly, too. 
So anyway, I'm glad to hear that you guys are well and alive and you sound great. On the radio. <laughs> so just to remind you, just to remind you about my, uh, my uh, story is uh, I have at least 2019 Jeep Cherokee, which I love. And uh, the lease is about to end in October. However, my wife and I are snowbirds, so we plan to go up to New York and stay in New York till October. Car's going to sit here garaged. So I started dabbling as to what, what my options are, and I realized that I probably want to buy the car. Mm-hmm. So either now or later, whichever is going to give me the best price, yes. that started me going. So bottom line is I decided I want to try to sell the car. So I stepped into Schumacher Jeep dealer, who were very, very nice from the start, and I was told, why are you coming to us? They called the uh, leasing uh, company, or the leasing bank, which happens to be Ally Financial, in my case, and I called Ally Financial, and they said, no, we can't sell you the car. There's a Florida law that states that you must sell, you must buy the car through the dealer. Yes. I said, oh, I don't know whether that is true or not, so I, I uh, just made no sense to me. Uh, so I, I'm looking on YouTube. That's how I found you, by the way. Uh, I started listening to different gurus all, from all over the country, and I was told that they try to eliminate the dealer. He's a little man. He'll tack on a fee. Yes. Went directly to the, this. I went directly, and I'm kicked back to the dealer because of this Florida state law, which I questioned. So after doing this back and forth and uh, calling a couple of times, the ally, the bank would not give me any financial information or any, everything was a little too secretive and that just ignited my curiosity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, um, then I started listening to all kinds of fees that they attach on at the end, whether you want to buy it or return it, a return fee. Uh, and if you want to buy it, there's an electronic filing fee, inspection fee, this fee, that fee. Uh, I was wondering whether I have to uh, pay, pay for toilet paper fee, you know? I mean, for the deal. I don't know. I mean, just... That depends if you... Yeah, you really ferreted out all the dirt on that deal. That's something we've talked about, and, and your experience was just so well put and articulated. Uh, you tried everything, and I... It's, it shows you between the. I have to tell you uh, where, where I am right now. Okay. The benefit, your benefit, and the benefit of the listeners. Please. Because I've been pursuing this almost three weeks, just because I'm curious and just because I don't like to get screwed. Which <laughs> nobody does. But most people that I spoke to with leases, I just go in and pay them the $400 inspection fee, and I say, well, inspection fee? I'm buying the car. I should be inspecting. They yes. should be paying me an inspection fee. Are you related to Jackie Mason, by any chance? Yeah, yeah, Jackie Mason. Psychiatrist? He should be paying me. Right so anyway, and I love the band, by the way. So yes. uh, I decided to call the, first of all, I, I decided to call the Attorney General, and here's a, I'm about to tell you what I found out. Yesterday. Oh, good for you. But before I do that, you interge- interjected a, in a moment ago that I said it's a Florida law. The first question was, is it really a Florida law? Well, I Flor- cannot buy the car directly. Florida law says that Sorry? only Florida can uh, a car dealer can can, can retail a car well, or sell a car. So if the manufacturer or a leasing company or anybody, uh, if they're going to retail a car, it has to be retailed. But I, originally as a new vehicle, I, in my experience, I think you can, a, a leasing customer can exercise their lease and purchase option directly from the bank. 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not aware of a Florida law that says you have to buy your lease out through the through a dealer. Um, I believe because we work with Southeast Toyota Finance, and I think um, those customers can purchase directly from the bank. Um, it's usually easier. All I can tell you is that they set the price, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, again, Josh and I have a difference of opinion on this. I think that you have to, a sale, newer use has to go through a dealer, but they can establish the price. And I think that's what the issue with you is, Mosier, right? You didn't want, want all the extra fees, but did you, you, you're not going to be able to buy your vehicle through Ally, are you? Through who? I'm sorry. Ally, Ally Finance. I will not be able to buy the through who? Through Ally, the the finance. You said that the no, car no, was no, leased. No. That's exactly the point, Earl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and and Nancy and fellows, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, addressing all of you. Folks, your family. Uh, no, Ally. Every time I called, categorically stated yeah. that they will not be the vehicle. Yeah. But what what uh, which peed me off to begin with, and that's how I started the Attorney General inquiry, uh, just to find out what the Florida law is. But what really ignited me was the secrecy, the shroud of secrecy yes. where they will not divulge yes. anything. And, and, and that, that suggested something almost sinister. Yes. Uh, what are they hiding? They're, they're, uh, uh, what's under the covers here? Uh, Moshe, you, you'll recall that so, what I said before was, this is an opportunity for you in a huge class action suit because it is I'm kept quiet. There, yes. Sitting there. Sitting yeah. there. And now, so, so far was history. Now I'm coming to what was yesterday. Okay. Yesterday I get a call back, a call back from the attorney, Florida Attorney General's office. Oh, my goodness. Where I started this thing weeks ago and I sent them an email. Apologies, COVID, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Very nice girl uh, came on and she said, uh, I'm responding to your call and I can, uh, by uh, my law or whatever, my hands are tied, we cannot give you legal advice. We can only advise to you what the law says. I said, perfect. I need legal advice. I understand. Tell me what you know. I said, first of all, is it a Florida law? She says, I don't know. I said, well, Mr. Attorney General doesn't know. Who the hell will know? <laughs> Boy, I tell you that. Uh, what's our Attorney General's name? Ashley Moody. Ashley Moody. <laughs> you, you listen, Ashley. Moshe is coming after you. Watch out. I find out, and I will turn this to the you know proper authorities. And she came up with the names like the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicle, and they uh, they are one of them that uh, takes care of uh, all these. Uh, consumer uh, uh, leasing laws, uh, uh, maybe there's another, and she promised you when she was very nice and sincere, she was a real sweetheart. So, we got along very well, and then I said to her, now, I'm looking at the, at the lease, uh, ally lease document, and I'm looking at the section that says when I want to, if I want to purchase at the end of the lease, and there is a stated residual value. Mm -hmm. $20,000, 960-something, whatever. Yes. Uh, that is the price I should be paying Ally. Yes. Uh, but when I go to the small writing, it says plus taxes, no problem, plus any associated official fees. Yes. So, That's the get you. That's the gotcha. I asked him, gotcha, what's that official fees? 
I called Ally three times on this subject. Nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So then, but yeah. I, I said to the Ally agent, Ally, to me, you lady, you very nice lady on the other side of Ally, to me, you are Mrs. Ally. I don't see anyone else on the phone but you. You are Mrs. Ally. <laughs> this is your contract. Your handwriting. Plus official fees. You wrote the contract. Tell me what it means. I can't tell you. Attorney <laughs> <laughs> General cannot tell me. You cannot tell me. I need to go to the pre I'm telling you, I need to go to the president here. So, yeah. Wait. We need to so, put this on YouTube. I want to get. I want to get this in a video. No, I, I think you got them. I think you have exposed. I think you've exposed them. So wait, uh, but I, I, I'm not going to take too much time. Anyway, Ally told me to call them, but they, they must explain it to me on the phone. They cannot put it in writing. So mm -hmm. I called up Ally on, uh, on the phone again, some other number, I'm not sure. They said, well, you, when you go to the dealer, at the time you want to make the purchase at the end of the lease, have them call us, and while you sit there, the dealer and, and us will discuss what those things are. Ooh, ooh. Uh, set up. But here, <laughs> back to the Attorney General. Yesterday, the girl says to me one thing, and this is the most significant part of our conversation here, and I'm going to let you guys go. Too many calls, I'm sure, on the other line. So, she told me, the Attorney General lady, first of all, she, she said, there is a class, uh, this is back to you, Earl, there was a class suit, Ooh. a class law, a lawsuit, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that was uh, put out by Mr. Robert A. Schreiber and... Winifred, Winifred Byrne, I'm looking at it on my uh, computer. I can give you the case number for in case you're interested. Ooh. In the Florida, it, United States District Court for Southern District of Florida, Miami Division. Ooh. Case number one, uh, colon, 14-CV, Charlie Victor, dash, 22069 dash D P G dog Paul George. That's it. I'm looking at it on my computer and I'd be happy to forward a copy to you, Earl, on your email. So you Thank have it you. for your records. Thank you. And this is and uh, lo and behold, this class action suit was started what is it in the six, two thousand sixteen and it was consummated and on two thousand eighteen, at which point Ally Bank had to shell out close to twenty million dollars. Oh! Ka-ching, 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 All clients like myself, all sh poor schnooks like myself, <laughs> who were overcharged or charged in excess of what was stated in the Ally contract, which is identical to my contract. Ah. And not only that, it states, I'm looking at page number three, let me just get there, uh, allies, uh, here's part of the complaint I'm reading from the document. Allies' leases are executed pursuant to standardized uh, form of ally called smart lease agreement, which is what I have. Smart lease agreement provides that the lessee has the option purchasing vehicle at the end of the lease, plus official fees and taxes. Which the agreement is government fees, is license, title, registration, testing, inspection fees at the end of the period. 
At the end of the lease term, however, Ally refuses to sell the vehicle to its lessees for the set price listed on the smart lease agreement. Instead, its lessees are forced to purchase the vehicle through a dealer for a higher price, which is inflated due to the inclusion of the additional fees that were never disclosed in the smart lease agreement. Moshe, I tell you what, I, you know, you, will, will you um, meet with me, and let's uh, let's put this deal together. We need to uh, we need to bring some attention to this, and I. Uh, 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 bless you for filing this uh, this uh, hidden class action suit got buried, uh, PR-wise. AG doesn't want to talk yes, about it. Ally doesn't talk about it. But let's get some more information on this and get some pub- publicity because this could scare, this could put the fear of God into all the people that are exploiting people like you now when you're trying to buy your, exercise your option to purchase your lease car. And let's get some uh, Let's get some PR on that. We gotta get to our mystery shopping report, Moshe. But uh, you've emailed me. You and I'll get in contact and talk this over. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Great call. Thank thank you, Moshe. Great call. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, what a guy. Mm -hmm. He's not only extremely entertaining and hysterical, but he is smart and persistent. He's a bulldog, and uh, and he is one. I've never seen anybody that has been able to go this far with the Attorney General Absolutely. and find out oh. about a class action suit that affects everybody. Absolutely. He's I a mean, force of nature. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I see a cameo spot here for yeah. Mosher. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, this is the first phone call we've received, as you said, that somebody called from the state attorney's office. They called Mosher. Unbelievable. Thank you for the phone call. We are now going to get to the mystery shopping report that took us to Wallace Nissan in Stewart. The Wallace dealerships perform a little below average when considering their current grades on gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. Their current grade point average, I love it that we have this now, (laughs) 1.75, a C minus. I'm uh, leaving out Bill Wallace's own independent used car lot, easy pay cars. Um, that, by the way, was probably one of the best experiences we ever had, since it's not branded Wallace location, but you should get credit for it, because uh, it is a perfect place to buy an inexpensive used car, at least based on our last shopping report. Despite a less than seller GPA, Wallace's dealerships have historically performed better than average on our mystery shops, until COVID happened. Uh, whether motivated by fear of business collapsing in the early days of the pandemic or inspired by the opportunity to take advantage of scared consumers, Wallace's grades began to fall. We were last at a Wallace Nissan in Stewart a year ago, just a few months into the COVID pandemic. Agent Thunder investigated a too-good-to-be-true ad for a new 2020 Nissan Century. Or just, guess what? 99. $99. $99 a month. Of course, this ad turned out to be a bait and switch, enormous $7,000 down payment. Of course, that was in the fine print. You didn't find out about it until it was too late. Uh, $7,000 to get down to $99 a month. The experience of the store wasn't great either. Not a soul in the store wore a face mask. In fairness, Martin County, where Stewart's located, didn't implement a mask mandate until July 2020. However, at the same time, mask wearing was recommended by the CDC mandated by cities and counties across Florida and the U.S., and a widespread practice by private businesses everywhere. Wallace Nissan also had a $2,600 
in combined hidden fees and unwanted dealer installed options, C minus was actually generous. Now the car business is dealing with a different sort of crisis, the inventory shortages that have resulted from a semiconductor shortage, the after effects of COVID and pin up consumer demand have sent new and used car prices surging. They truly are surging. In the last several mystery shops, we've seen car dealers taking advantage of this temporary burst of inflation to price gouge and engage in even more predatory tactics. Asian Lightning began our mission, that's our female shopper, to Wallace Nissan by finding a new Nissan Sentra SV on wallacenissonsofstuart.com. Online shopping. The vehicle was listed for sale, 40355 after a $1,635 discount from MSRP, and that was $21,990. Below the additional conditional incentives were listed. Okay, remember, you got the price. Now they say these are additional incentives. Uh, NMAC lease cash, that's Nissan Motor, I assume, Acceptance Corporation cash, $675. Nissan Military cash, $500, that's if you're an active member of the military. Nissan College grad, another $500. And of course, a Nissan Special APR only, uh, a cash, uh, $500. So all this stuff comes from Nissan, and it was after the price, and it says additional. So. What am I going to think? It appeared that these conditional incentives had not been applied to the price, and that the sale price of twenty thousand three fifty-five would be further reduced by these rebates. Okay, so I said, Agent Lightning thought, and here I went in, speaking in the first person. I arrived around dinner time, was greeted by a younger gentleman named Michael, who never did tell me his name, but I saw it on his name tag. Michael took me to a desk where he gathered my information. Uh, took me a copy of the license, took my copy of the license right away, asked me to sign a paper stating, I'm committed to buying today. <laughs> Hard oh, to believe. Right away. That happened to me at Publix. I was going to buy some steak, <laughs> and they said, we're not going to sell you the steak unless you promise to buy the steak today. Did they made you I, sign I right when you walked in? Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. couldn't believe that. I recall I'm only kidding. I didn't, <laughs> did not happen to me at Publix. Uh, I thought that was a little weird, but <laughs> did so anyway. I signed it. I, he then asked me uh, what my out-the-door number was I'm hoping to be at, hoping, <laughs> and said, how am I supposed to know? I haven't even seen the car yet. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned that we're chit-chatting about that coming into the radio studio. I said, oldest of old school. Mm -hmm. That's about as old school as you get. He said, well, I'm just trying to see what your price range is so I don't show you a car you cannot afford. B.S. He asked me to come walk the lot uh, and with him and see what I like. It was raining <laughs> at the time. <laughs> this guy's smooth. There's <laughs> a tornado. Let's walk the lot. <laughs> so I declined and showed him the 2021 Altamire up on, on my phone. I told him that this was a vehicle I was interested in, and he left to go find it. After a few minutes, he pulled an Altamire to the front of the showroom, uh, had me get in the driver's seat. The first thing I noticed, Empty fuel gauge. Listen carefully if you want to chuckle. And the empty fuel gauge with a light on. I asked him if we needed to fill up, and here's what he said. Why? Do you think we might run out of gas? <laughs> oh, I mean, I would immediately demand an IQ test. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he ended up getting a gas card from inside. 
Hey, the lady says we should fill up because the red light's on and it says I'm on the gas. She must be an expert in cars. <laughs> <laughs> I checked out the window sticker and noticed the actual Monroney on the car did match the 21990 MSRP that was online. But then I saw their BS addendum. It added 999 <laughs> Southeast, I love this, Southeast Regional Adjusted Market Value. That sounds official. Mm -hmm. uh, 199 for custom pinstripe, cost 25 bucks. A 599 Wallace Protection Package, Nitrofill Protection, and, and an auto butler, which Michael said is a paint protection guard. All the typical old fashioned, old school BS. It's all worthless. You don't need any of it. Uh, especially the nitrogen. This added a total of 1797 to the sticker, raising their final addendum price all the way to 23787 bucks. Upon, running to, uh, upon return, returning to the dealership, he asked me to wait at the desk while he went to his manager for the figures back and forth, back and forth. After 10 minutes, he returned with a pricing worksheet. Not a, not a buyer's order, not a legal document, but a worksheet. At first glance, I noticed that the MVSP, I love it, not MR, MVSP, market value selling price, 23787 didn't match the online price of the MSRP of 21990 Car dealer slogan, confuse, then conquer. Confuse, then conquer. So they're trying to confuse me now. Furthermore, the adjusted selling price of $22,150 did not match the discounted online price of $23,55. Nothing managed matched the advertisement. On top of this inflated price, they added $650 in taxable fees. That's okay. But then here comes a $799 dock fee. Okay. Obviously a hidden fee. Sales tax $1,457, probably legit. And another $654 keyword taxable. Taxable fees are hidden fees. They're dealer fees. Okay. This gave me an out-the-door price of $25,069. So that's where we are. Now, I asked Michael why the adjusted price was so much higher than the online price. The answer was, you don't qualify for those discounts that, of course, we said earlier, clearly indicated that they were taken off the advertised price. I said, no way. First of all, you didn't even ask me if I qualify for any of them, and I love it when Agent Lightning gets feisty. And secondly, I'm not buying it. <laughs> not to mention the fact that he's cowering, huh? Not to mention the fact that those conventional, conventional incentives shown online clearly appeared to be an addition to the already discounted price. We argued for 10 minutes. The guy that said, that we shouldn't get gas even though the gas tank was out of gas. Why do you wish we get gas? So uh, an argument with a dummy for 10 minutes, I asked him why we were starting from a price that's almost $2,000 higher than what I saw online. He blamed Michael's inexperience. Is it, oh, this, is, uh, this is the manager speaking now. Oh, the manager. Yeah, okay, Dave, I got there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'm trying to rush because we, uh, <laughs> Moshe rushed me. You got the There's too much good stuff <laughs> in there. Too I'm much sorry. good there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we argued for over 10 minutes of the man involved. And then the manager, uh, Dane, 
It's not Diane, I guess Dane, mm -hmm. uh, finally arrived to smooth things out. I asked him why we were starting from a price that's almost $2,000 higher than what I saw online. He blamed Michael's inexperience. Okay, the salesman's fault. Mm -hmm. Not my fault, not Wallace's fault, the salesman's fault. Blame it on the salesman. And then he asked me to sign my name saying, again, I'll be willing to buy the car for the $20,355 number that's on their website. And unless you sign it, I'm not going to give you a price. Ooh. And they call that commitment. Old, old, old school. I told him I was done playing games and to show me what their best numbers would be, he replied by asking me, are you sure? <laughs> this is really, this goes back to when I first started the business. Uh, you insult them and you hurt their feelings and say, I, I don't think you can afford this car. And they say, what? <laughs> you telling me I can't afford this car? Do you know what I'm worth? I can pay more than that for this car. They call that the takeaway clothes. The takeaway clothes. Get them angry. Make them prove to you they can afford to buy the car. So obviously didn't work, work on Agent Lightning. And uh, she, they tried anyway. Old school. You know, I, I got real angry. It was apparent. I was ready to leave. Dane begged me to stay for a couple more minutes to give him a chance to revise the numbers. <laughs> Man, what a... What, a, what an afternoon. Of course, there was still the 799 dock fee, hidden fee, the inflated non-tax fees, another hidden fee, 648, along with a legit sales tax, gave me an off-the-door price, 23,158. Anyway, classic old school, uh, Wallace, old dealer. I'm an old dealer. Wallace is even, you know, my grand, uh, Wallace's grandfather, my mother worked for Wallace's grandfather. Wow. And of course, then he's third generation, like your mm -hmm. Josh's third generation dealer. So, old old school. Difference is we evolved. Yes. And Wallace is frozen in time. Mm -hmm. you Unfortunate. Know, you could take that dealership and put it in the museum to show a hundred years from now when all the young people say, "How did they sell cars back then?" And you show this experience, so they say. No way. <laughs> no. It's a relic of the past. Didn't work, did it? So here we are. We got to vote. I, I think my next question would be, were, did anyone have a polyester suit on? <laughs> yeah, and white you shoes. Take us back. Bell bottoms. Uh, you know, for, uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, first of all, uh, what an amazing mystery shopper we have, Agent yeah. Lightning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, does she have, oh, I better not say that on the air. Uh, she really has uh, what it takes, and uh, we thank you very, very much. And I give uh, this uh, shop an F. Straight up. Okay. Rick? I've got Tim Gilliland with an F, Ernesto D+, plus, Mark Smith Old School F, uh, Bro Scientist says pull the plug, end the misery. I'm going to say he's <laughs> calling that an F. And let's see, Boris with an Old School F. Wayne fight with another D minus, and let's see the other channel. Uh, nothing coming in just yet, but for me, it's old school. But it's the sort of thing that if you know how to battle them, I think you can probably get around it. I'm going to give them the D minus just because I don't think they did anything totally outrageous from what we've seen in the past. Gosh, all right, I got some uh, textures here. Mark gives them a liar, liar, pants on fire. F. Bob, D for Wallace, but if you commit to buy today, it's an F. <laughs> and uh, another in the comment, Agent Lightning strikes again. Personally, I think I'm going to average them out between an F for their just 
incredibly rude and you know treatment. You know, I'm giving them a D because they ended up honoring the online price, so I'm going to average them out to a, a, a very low D minus. Yeah, I, I think um, the thing that really made me sway back and forth was uh, Dane blaming the uh, mm -hmm. misrepresentation on the salesperson. Uh, and uh, if, if in true it was uh, just an experience, Michael was just inexperienced and didn't understand the ad. But if the blaming on the salesman was a ruse they use when they get caught, then it should be enough. But uh, because I, I'll be personal about this because I know Bill Wallace and uh, he's a good guy. And he just has too many dealerships to uh, police and watch. Uh, Bill, if you're listening, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt with a D minus. But you got to get that straightened out. The salesman, if in, tr if in fact it was a mistake, he needs to be trained. And uh, you know, we forgive the old school tactics because a lot of car dealers in Florida uh, do that. And uh, it's a wild, wild west. And Henry chimed in with a D. Yeah, yeah. We're great on the curve. And I say this every week because sometimes people say, how can you let that go? How can you let that go? But the sad statement is in Florida, when you buy a car, it's, gonna, it's like a root canal. And uh, a lot of people just don't want to go through it. And I consistently refer people to the third-party services. You can avoid a lot of that with TrueCar, with Costco. Uh, to go in physically to a car dealership like we do uh, makes no sense. Online is the only way. And uh, you need to uh, uh, help those out there that don't know how to deal online. Everything, everything today, you buy online, and that's you, you got to road test a car, you got to st smell drive, and all that stuff. But that's the only reason you go into a car dealership, is to find out the car, confirm it, and then buy everything else online. Amen. Great information. You know, Agent Lightning. Uh, I picked up a little bit of talking the, the dealership talk down to her, mm. <clears throat> and. Um, I tried her on. Uh, not not everyone, I think, can pick up on something like that, but uh, it was very condescending. Yeah. And can I jump in here with Consumer Reports before we get to the end of the show? Because I've been carrying this for three three weeks, mm -hmm. and you've been. Is Nancy's, that June? Nancy's been mentioning it. Uh, it's the June Consumer Reports. Oh, boy. And uh, she's talked about it, but with neither one of us, uh, it's excellent. I'm going to give you just a quick thing here to give you an example. Uh, factual information. Uh, a Nissan GTR shock replacement costs $5,867. The average cost for this repair is 937 hmm. So that shows you how you can really, uh, when you buy the wrong car, you can pay too much money. A BMW uh, AC compressor replacement, $4,453 for a compressor. Average compressor cost in new cars uh, 1211 of these are wow. uh, customer paid you have to pay for it water pump and Lexus $2,749 average water pump 710 so before you buy check out the car and see what the cost of parts and labor and things like that mm -hmm. is they're amazingly expensive there's a huge swing and it's part of the cost of the overall cost of the car. You know, I'll add to that also. Uh, well, first of all, Consumer Report is the best place to go. Earl and I, we do not purchase anything without looking at our Consumer Report. But there's another uh, question for I have the folks out there. Um, do you check out that 
uh, seat that you are going to be spending an obscene amount of time in. Yes, that's the driver's seat. There's a lot of people that really don't take advantage of taking that car out and checking out the comfort zone that you're gonna be subjected to. So that's another point. Ladies and gentlemen, we're running out of time. It was great spending our Saturday morning with you and I wanna take a moment and uh, let Josh know what a great asset he was to the show this morning. And I certainly hope that we'll see him again so thank you very much josh my pleasure to uh, the folks that tuned in thank you for tuning in to earl stewart on cars we hope to see you right back here next saturday morning bye bye everyone have a great weekend